Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1480. Instead of a diet for kids, these healthy habits create real change. Part one by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, but always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now we have lots of shows where we cover a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Now this post is a little longer than what I typically narrate. So as usual, when this happens, I'll read the first half today and then finish up the post tomorrow. So for now, let's get right to part one of the post as we optimize your life. Instead of a diet for kids, these healthy habits create real change. Part one by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. The earliest time I remember feeling self-aware of my body was when I was eight years old. I started weighing myself regularly on the scale in our house without any idea of what those numbers really meant. All I knew was that the smaller I was and the less space I took up, the better. I thought eating less and running laps would help me reach these quote-unquote goals. I remember seeing ads for juice detoxes and tea cleanses that promised weight loss and a thinner body in a matter of days. In high school, I was no stranger to diet pills, fasting, slim fast, and a host of other dieting products I thought would fix my body, make me more acceptable, or help me fit in with the crowd. These disordered eating behaviors and restrictive mindsets transpired into a full-blown eating disorder at the age of 17. I struggled all through college and missed out on what should have been some of the best years of my life. While I am incredibly grateful to have healed and recovered from my eating disorder, there were grave physical and emotional consequences I suffered through as a result of this mental illness. My own experience with an eating disorder and healing from it is one of the biggest motivators that drives the work that I do today. Eating disorders are fatal diseases, and I know that not everyone who struggles has the resources and help needed to enjoy recovery. I count my blessings every day, and have vowed that my own story wouldn't go in vain. Eating disorders are complex mental health conditions that are influenced by a variety of complex factors, including things that are completely out of our control, like genetics. But I know there are things that can be done 
to help decrease the risk of these lethal diseases. For me, dieting behaviors that I was exposed to in my childhood played a contributing factor. Most importantly, I believe it is our duty to help protect future generations from the damage and dangerous side effects that often result from dieting. The connection between dieting and eating disorders. Dieting is the most important predictor of the development of new eating disorders, increasing the risk of these mental illnesses. Adolescent females who diet at a severe level are 18 times more likely to develop an eating disorder than those who don't diet. More recent research has found that one in four people who diet will get an eating disorder. So this means that not everyone who diets will develop an eating disorder, but there are serious risks and consequences involved. Dieting, in its many shapes and forms in our culture, has become so commonplace that it's easy to become desensitized to it. The tricky thing about dieting is that it's often disguised within our current wellness culture. The diet industry is targeting kids. Sadly, the multi-billion dollar diet industry in our culture seems to only be growing with new marketing tactics now infiltrating younger generations. In fact, recently, a very well-known weight loss brand released a new app targeted primarily for kids ages 8 to 17. While disguised as a tool to help kids make healthy food choices, there is no mistake about the real intentions and motivations behind this marketing ploy. Essentially, this tracking app disrupts a child's innate ability to trust their own bodies and creates unnecessary fear and guilt around food and eating. After testing the app myself, it was clear to me how destructive this tool was in creating restrictive eating habits. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing, this app, promoted as a tool for healthy eating habits, is really a weight loss diet for kids with potentially damaging consequences. Dieting tactics or rules around food that promote restrictive eating behaviors do nothing for a person's health, especially vulnerable children. Nutrition is not a one-size-fits-all approach, and rules around food do not take a person's or child's individual needs into account. These may only lead to behaviors that cause disassociations with individuals' bodies and may make them distrust their own body's needs. Now, this isn't the first, nor will it be the last way, diet culture is attempting to target our kids. The conversation on how to lose weight for kids is something that's been around for decades, perpetuating the fear that has circulated if a child is overweight. So, what can we do? The fact that diets are marketed towards children speaks to a greater fear that many parents and caregivers may be experiencing. Which brings us to the question, why and when might dieting be considered as an option for kids? Why do we consider dieting? First, I think it's important to acknowledge that raising children is hard work. Parents, including myself as a caregiver of five, are doing the best we can with the information and resources we have available to us. As parents, we just want the best for our kids. In an age of bullying and body shaming and fear around childhood obesity, we fear and worry about our kids. We live in a world that is extremely harsh toward people who live in larger bodies, especially kids, and diets or restrictive eating of any kind can seem like a way to protect our kids in the world we are living in. Some of the reasons that may influence a parent's decision to have their child go on a diet might include concerns about their children's health, reactions to a visit with a healthcare provider, 
worrying about their children being teased, shamed, or bullied about their body size, cultural or societal norms, having a history of dieting, disordered eating, or of being bullied for body size, and unconscious actions. From a place of fear, we can manipulate how we feed our children or promote eating behaviors that won't serve them well in the long run, even though this comes from a place of good intentions. Dieting, in its many forms, might seem like a solution to help protect our kids from a host of problems, including childhood obesity, body shaming, and bullying, but it comes with a price, including many long-term consequences. This can be an especially difficult pill to swallow, especially if you struggled with weight issues or body shaming as a kid, or if your child is currently struggling with any of these issues. I understand that you're trying to protect your child from things you may have struggled with as a child, or from things you are worried they may struggle with. It's important to be aware of what's at stake here so that you can make an informed decision with how to approach food with your kids. Dieting tactics will complicate their relationship with food and their bodies as they grow up. The dangers connected with dieting. Many of us may have had a history of dieting ourselves, or that's all we knew from our parents or family growing up. We are more likely to repeat the behaviors that we grew up around, and our parents are likely mimicking behaviors they grew up around. Chronic dieting may leave you feeling as though you can't trust yourself or your body, so you may be more likely to lean on a system of eating rules to help you navigate life. Research has found that encouraging children to diet rather than modeling and adopting healthy eating habits can have long-term consequences that span generations, including a higher likelihood of using unhealthy weight control behaviors, an increased risk of eating disorders, including anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder, poor self-esteem and poor body image, and harmful emotional health outcomes. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Instead of a Diet for Kids, These Healthy Habits Create Real Change by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. It's pretty shocking how certain industries are relentless when it comes to selling children their products. Have you ever thought about why those playground sets at the local fast food restaurant always face a main road or highway? Or when you're walking down the aisle of your local grocery store, why sugary breakfast cereals are always found 
right at the eye line of your average four or five-year-old? Well, let me go back to that first question I posed. Why are those playground sets at fast food restaurants always facing the main highway or main road? Well, it's because kids in the back seat, if they're not looking down at their tablet or phone, are looking around at their surroundings. A fast food playground set will catch their attention. And once they catch sight of it, they'll probably say or beg their caregiver, hey, can we please stop there? It's the same reason sugary cereals are always at the perfect eye line of four and five-year-olds. That's because they'll be bouncing down the aisle. We'll look and see all of those wonderful, colorful cereal boxes with prizes in them and tell their caregiver that they have to have it. And in fact, it's well known that when a child likes a product when they're young, they will often be a lifelong customer. A McDonald's executive was once quoted as saying, if I can get them at two, I've got them for life. Meaning, If I can get a customer to try this food at the age of two, I have a customer for life. But today's author, Crystal, brought up an important way to counteract some of those devious marketing strategies. Studies have found that the family does have a significant influence on a child's eating behavior. Now, this does vary by age, but school-age children in particular are heavily influenced by the foods the rest of the family eats. So, as today's author Crystal said, if the family can model healthy eating habits, it often sets up the child for a lifetime of healthy eating behaviors as well. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you're having a great start to your week, and I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.